0: Welcome to the Thundercast, brought to you by the University Journal and SU News. As always, I'm Christian Esparza. Joining me is my co-host, Parker Haney. Parker, we are, you know, all, all systems go for SU basketball. How, how are we feeling after this first week? Uh,
1: well, we're not great. <laughs>
0: not great. Not
1: exactly the feeling I wanted to have, you know, when we were, Doing the previews and getting all excited and hyped for it. This isn't exactly how I was hoping to feel, but I'm still, I'm still, I'm still feeling good about it. If I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, there's lots of things to look forward to for SU basketball. But before we get going with that, we have a little bit of breaking news. By the time this episode's released on Tuesday, it's not going to be as breaking anymore, but it's still going to be very important. Today, Monday, November fifteenth. SUU Football announced that they are parting ways with head coach DeMario Warren. Uh, they reported it was a mutual decision. Warren, you know, always been a man to put the team before himself and his personal life. And he, he's been a part of this team for 13 years. So this is huge. Um, he decided it's time for him to step away. And I think if I'm being 100% honest, this is a move that pretty much everybody saw coming. 1-10 uh, this year. One and five in the spring. Uh, 2019, I think they were three and eight or something like that. The year before, they only won one game. But, I mean, he did have his success here as well. Uh, Championship in 2017. Yeah, as a defensive coordinator in 2015, he he helped win the Big Sky Championship. Then he became head coach in 2016, won the Big Sky Championship again in 2017. So he had his success, but the last couple of years have just been rough.
1: Yeah, I have been a little bit disappointed, if I'm being honest, by the things that I've been seeing people say. And it's not, obviously not a lot of people, anybody who actually knew the man and his players and his assistant coaches, they all love him. They all know that he had the best intentions, that he was, he didn't define his success by wins and losses, which, you know, unfortunately when you're a D1 football coach, that's kind of what is expected to happen, but a lot of his players really love him. He helped out a lot of people, and I don't know this for sure, but if you know, I, I would almost guarantee if you talk to him about it, he would he would say, "Of course, I was successful. Obviously, it didn't show up in the win column, but yeah. I helped a lot of young men, and I, you know, he did he changed a lot of people's lives, and I think that that's what's really important. Um, but you know, once again, when you're a D one football coach at a smaller university, even at a bigger university, you know, wins are important. Wins matter. And if you aren't getting wins, then, you know, the school has to look in a different direction. And like you were saying, I don't think anybody was necessarily surprised. I don't think that he was surprised. Um, I mean, he obviously wasn't surprised. They mutually agreed to part ways. But, um, yeah, I, I absolutely think that this is what's best for him and what's best for SU. So I'm excited. I'm excited to learn about the process of, of you know, SU trying to find a new coach and hopefully, you know, maybe we'll be able to have somebody on here to talk about the recruiting process and, Definitely. Um, yeah, ha, ha, try and get a little bit of insight into what goes into that. So, yeah, but I'm excited. And, and Demo head coach, Demario Warren was, you know, is his time was over, I guess, is the easiest way to put it.
0: And we're great. we're grateful for that time that he put in. I mean, it's just it's rough. You look at this year, I mentioned 1-10 already. They were winless in the Big Sky Conference, 0-8. They finished 11 out of 11 in conference. Um, on top of that, they had ugly, ugly losses. Their homecoming game, 51-20 uh, to 20 or something like that, loss to Eastern Washington. Their final game of the season, uh, loss to in-state rival, our biggest rival,
1: 62-0 loss against Weber State. Yeah, I... It's,
0: it's just brutal.
1: I Yeah, about that game, I yeah. know that people are saying, I could have got 10 guys together and we would have scored at least a touchdown on Weber State. First right. of all, that's false. And second of all, when you get down 28-0 in the first quarter, it is so hard to come back from that, oh, especially yeah. for a team that's already 1-10, yeah. that's been destroyed by injuries, and it's their last game of the season. They have nothing to play for. Right. I understand they can play for pride, but there is no. You pride can, yeah, you can I look think. at that football team and you can tell that there isn't a lot of pride left. And I think that everybody kind of knew that it was coming to an end. And so I don't, I don't know. It's obviously a sucky way to go out, but that sixty-two to zero isn't really a reflection yeah. of, of I don't know what demo brought what. I don't know. I just well, have been annoyed by the responses of people because it was just some some fluky, dumb plays that led to being down 28-0 in the first quarter, and no football team is going to want to play after that. I don't care who yeah. you are. I don't care how much pride you have. You're not going to want to play when you're down 28-0. That little extra step, that little like extra burst of speed that you could have done – when you're down twenty-eight-zero in the first quarter, you're not going to do it, you know. So yeah.
0: I. And his last game of the year, and yeah, it's the last game like of the year, and you're one in ten.
1: Nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody it's on that team cared to even <laughs> score a point that game. Right. Like, and I, yeah, uh, well, maybe I the sophomores and freshmen that were getting in the game at the end of the <laughs> game cared, but they're sophomores and freshmen, so
0: the ones that feel like they should have been playing all season, right? Exactly. So I talked to Demo after the game in the post-game press conference and. You know, I mentioned to him because it was a rough game, but he made a very, very good point. He said, you know, the week before they had played Montana. Yeah. And they lost by one point, 20 to 19. Mind you, Montana is a very, very, very good team. Probably
1: better than we were saying.
0: Yeah. Very, very good program this year. And during very
1: that tough game, place to play as well. Yeah. During that
0: game, you know, Quade Murray tore his ACL. Uh, they were down multiple starters. A.J. Multiple, Stanley broke his foot. Right. They were missing a – they were having backups. By like, the way,
1: that's two of our top three leading tacklers.
0: Right. So they had backups at probably half of their positions on defense. Yeah. It was a brutal game, and they lose by
1: one yeah. point. And we haven't had any of our skill guys all year. So
0: Brandon Shanks was hurt. Anyways, so DeMo said, you know, after that Montana game, that was just such a grueling, grueling game. And they fought so hard to come so close and still lose by one point that by the time Weber State came around, they just broke. Yeah. So that's a very, very very fair point by uh, Coach Warren. Uh, Nevertheless, though, this is a really, really important time for SCU football. Um, The season's over. It was our last season as members of the Big Sky Conference. Kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, sad to go out that way. But nevertheless, chapter's over. Time to look forward to the future. Starting in July, we're going to be part of the Western
1: Athletic Conference. So, hey, our only win came from the WAC, <laughs> right? Our only we're, win. we're undefeated in the WAC, baby. <laughs> only we win went we went from we went State. from zero and ten, and now we're uh, one and zero in the WAC. So, right, I'll take it. So
0: basically, we just got to go find this head coach that's going to bring base. It's a new era of SU football yeah. in both coaching and in the conference, but. Yeah, we'll see. I, I love the idea of having somebody who's part of the recruiting process on the Thundercast. We'll make that happen. but
1: Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: On to SU basketball. Let's go women's first. So they played twice last week. November 9th, they lost to Cal State Fullerton 69-71. to 71. That was a heartbreaker. Uh, they were up, I think, almost all game. Yep. And then yep. Like up, last Up second, big at
1: half. Um, and then lost the third quarter and then kind of fell apart in the fourth. Um, like last
0: minute and a half yeah. is when Cal State finally took the lead and yeah. turnover at the end. It just sucked. Uh, and then Thursday they played November 11th, lost to UC Irvine 65-81. to 81. That one, I mean, we knew that one was going to be a rough game. But regardless, it's just uh, we knew coming in that this team was they were going to struggle to have an identity. They're lacking that top dog kind of alpha player to. We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we talked about this already, and I think that's uh, obvious after two games. That's going to be their biggest problem this year is they don't have a proven leader yet. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I really do want to see Sharita Darty take control, or Maddie Eaton, or even Sam Johnson at this point. But they need to get it figured out because they have Weber next, and then uh, excuse me, UVU, not Weber and if you know if they don't get on track soon it's going to snowball and get out of hand quickly
1: yeah we we i feel like you got to see at least a couple w's in the in the win column before you start conference play otherwise you just have no you know you got nothing no momentum if you go into conference play after having lost all preseason games and yeah i mean there's you know, there's a lot to say, but there's also a little to say. This team just doesn't have it figured out yet. Yeah. And being genuine, that's that's pretty much all there is to it, because we can try and break down what's going wrong, but to put it simply, all of it is going wrong. They're all they're struggling in all facets of the game. And I think a big I guess I what I would say is the biggest part as far as X's and O's and basketball goes is like that was a rhyme, that was sweet. <laughs> is we don't have any bigs yeah. and then it's just like unwinding from there and like we haven't fully committed to go small ball yet and so it's just like it's just this mess of never getting rebounds of of getting on the break and I don't know. It's just like I said, all of it's going wrong. There's a lot to say and there's also very little to say because it's
0: I love that you say that. That transitions well into the next point I was gonna make. So Tomorrow they have their first game, their first home game. Uh, UVU is coming to town, and obviously it's It's a a big game. Need everybody there. Yeah. So last year they played UVU in Orem. It was kind of a rough game, but it was early in the season. They didn't have stuff figured out. They were scheduled to rematch later in the year, and everybody was looking forward to it because we knew we should have been hanging with UVU. That game got canceled, so everybody's kind of got this one circled as like, okay, let's go. And I think this game against UVU is the perfect opportunity for them to embrace that small ball. You mentioned they don't have any bigs, and they have to adjust to that and make life work with no bigs. I want to see them just hammer that three-point shot. That's what they got to do. I mean, Sam is an excellent shooter. Maddie, when she's on, she can be hitting.
1: Dayla hits, Rita hits. Sharita, yeah. We have people that can shoot the ball. Let's just – Yeah, I'm with you. If we're not going to score down low and if we're not going to stop anybody down low, then let's just say, screw it, we're going Rockets, Mike D'Antoni, we're going to put up 33s a game. Yeah. And hopefully we make enough of them to win. Because, and I know it's early, we're only two days in, but, or I mean two games in, but, you know, if they're not going to step up and stop anybody, then let's freaking just shoot the heck out of the ball.
0: That's really, really what I want to see. I mean, they've they've got... It's such a guard-heavy roster anyways. Um, They're starting three guards and two forwards, basically. And even then, I mean, Dari can shoot the three decently well for her size. So it's like... Dari's got a lot to figure out anyway. Yeah. So basically, tomorrow night, I'm excited to see if they're going to let the three fly. And that'll be that. Then Saturday, they head down to Vegas at UNLV. That'll be a fun game. I'm going just because... I got ties to Vegas, but uh, who knows how that game will go. I think, I really, really hope they can get their stuff figured out tomorrow. I think realistically, this is their schedule. So they play UVU tomorrow night at home, UNLV in Vegas on Saturday. Next week, they play at SAGU at home versus SAGU, and then they go to Texas against University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, future whack opponent. So, I definitely think they'll beat UTRGV.
1: Yeah, we got to beat Sagu. Sagu
0: is probably a win. So if you can beat one of UVU or UNLV, that's three and three yeah. in the preseason.
1: Yep, and then you have two quick conference games before you have um, some All more right. tough, yeah, non-conference <laughs> opponents. They got so, Dixie State in there as well, but
0: right. Basically, what I'm saying, UVU first home game tomorrow is a very, very pivotal game for SEU women's yeah. basketball. We got to
1: split UVU and UNLV. Doesn't matter which one we beat, yeah. we got to beat we one of them. We need a win there, so because then you're looking at like you said three and three as opposed to two and four, going into Eastern Washington and freaking Idaho, and that's huge.
0: So going on to men's basketball, um, yeah. they beat Bethesda last week in their home opener, one sixteen to seventy four. Then they lost at Dixie State on Friday in an eighty three to seventy six. Kind of a that was a weird game, man. But it was just it was a
1: worrisome game. They
0: were down what seventeen a half. Seventeen and a half. And then if you only watched this, the second half, you would have felt like SEU was in the game. Because uh, I mean yeah. they closed that
1: seventeen point deficit. Yeah, got it to three at one point. Yeah. And then but then Pope uh, hit a huge three in the corner.
0: Big basically the biggest issue was their big man, Hunter Schofield. He dropped twenty nine points. And on top of that, I mean Tevian Jones are star player. Uh, Big Sky preseason player of the year shot one of 13 from the floor, 7%. That's just – that's unacceptable. No other way to put it. Um, it's – you're not going to win games if your biggest, best shot creator is not hitting on those marks. I mean, at the end of the game, they were giving Tev no respect.
1: You want to know – backing up
0: from him when he was coming up the court.
1: I don't know what I'm just realizing. This is the first time I've actually looked at the box score because I just was so disgusted with the game.
0: Right. Naturally,
1: the the most frustrating thing to me isn't the one of thirteen, it's the one of nine from three. Yeah, right, right. It's, yeah, so he took it's yeah what, it's the four fact. shots that
0: weren't three pointers. Yeah,
1: he only took four shots that weren't threes. You have to attack. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be our quote unquote Kevin Durant like player. That's the t- type of body that you have. You have to be able to attack the paint and finish over guys. And I know that he struggled finishing and so did everybody else, right? Even John struggled finishing and he had he finished with 20, a team high. It's that is what frustrates me. I can I don't even care if you go 1 of 15. If 10 of those are in the paint and you're forcing the issues, right? Cuz he was still 4 or 5 from the stripe. Yeah. So, I would rather you force the issue. The fact that you settled for nine threes. Well, that's I, nine possessions yeah. where you gave your defender a break. Right. Where your defender did exactly what he wanted you to do. And we can't have it. We just can't have it. And I'm, I i don't know. i They left Sunday to go on their road trip. But I would assume that Todd is just grilling him about the nine threes because that's way too many. Dre Marine, our best three-point shooter, he took eight, and he was five of eight.
0: Ooh. That's good, man. Yeah, Dre
1: that's is good. Dre is absolutely Dre balling right now, doing all he played thirty seven freaking minutes. Yeah, dude has played so many games for SU.
0: Yeah, that's you. You
1: cannot go. You just can't take nine threes if you're Teddy, and I guess that's that's my main point. And then I can get into some other stuff with with minutes and whatnot. But ultimately, oh. when it comes down to it, we got to be able to stop people. Yeah, You know, I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier. Sorry, I'm going off for, on this tangent. But I was talking to you a little bit earlier about, you know, giving up points to Dixie State. It kind of is what it is. Hunter Schofield is a really good player. He's big. He knows how to use his body. He's got good footwork. And hopefully we'll just be able to outscore opponents. And that should be fine. And that probably should be the case, right? We should be able to just outscore opponents. We have so many guys that can score. But when it comes down to it, you're not going to be able to do that in the big sky. Yeah, you have to be able to get stops, and well, especially we just couldn't.
0: How many teams have killers? Man, Weber State's got that kid. I can't yeah. pronounce his name.
1: I'm not gonna try. He's a killer. I mean, all of them. And, yeah, Colorado's and I Bello. Yeah, I'm excited Montana to see. State's yeah, Bello's Bello's terrifying. I'm excited to see how it works against the wings. Yeah. Well, no, but I guess even against the wings, I mean, we couldn't stop Cam Gooden either. Cam Gooden had ten points. Um and,
0: but they were big plays. It feels like he had more than ten points because they were dude. Big they were
1: baskets. so clutch. Yeah, they were like in the middle of every run, right. and were just like, all right, we finally got to get a stop, and he'd go get a bucket, and then it would just continue. Exactly. Gooden had huge points. Um, and I think he had like ten assists or something, nine assists. Yeah, ten and nine. That's that's impressive. Anyway, I just have been frustrated, and I want. I feel like the. The optimistic side of me is just like, oh, I'm not worried about it. Eventually, Tev will start hitting shots and we'll be able to just outscore opponents. We'll just outshoot them, right? right? Kind of like what you're we saying with the women's team. Yeah. Screw it. We'll just outshoot them. But if we want to be serious about getting into March Madness and playing exactly. in the tournament and winning the conference championship, you have to get stops.
0: Because that is the goal, right? I mean, everybody knows we've been talking about it for weeks now. That is the goal for this year is to make it into March Madness. So
1: It's going to March Madness. Todd Simon told me that when I asked when I asked him the preview. He didn't exactly. even let me finish the question. <laughs> I was like, "What are your goals?" and he's like, "March Madness." Yeah. We got to go to the big dance cuz it's a one bid le- bid league, right? It'll always be a one bid league where the conference champion is the only one that gets in. Yeah. There's no way we're going to have two big sky teams get into the tournament unless everybody else really sucks. <laughs> so we got to win. Well, that's and- all there is to it.
0: Like going back to Tevin stuff, that's just if you're not hitting your shots, the next best thing is to get to the stripe, which he wasn't doing. And it's, it was just a frustrating game all around. Um, same thing, though. I mean, we do got to slow down. It is two games in. Um, they're scheduled. They do have, a, they're playing in a big tournament this weekend in, a, or not this weekend, this week in California. So they've got some big games ahead. They yeah, play. I was
1: a little bit mistaken. So they play St. Mary's first, and right. then they start the Rocket Mortgage tip-off, which is in um, Florida, I think.
0: So, yeah, they play St. Mary's tonight in California. Then they play – they stay in California for oh, Thursday's yeah, they do. game against oh, do in California. Oh, that's weird. Then yeah. they'll go to Florida for the rest of the Fort Myers tip-off. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. That tournament starts Thursday in California. But regardless, I mean, these – that's the whole purpose of, you know – this slate of games is to get their stuff figured out. But uh, I I don't know if I'm, you know, trying to be a homer, too optimistic, but I would like to think that Todd Simon just
1: gave it to the team over the weekend. Yeah, had And
0: they're going to turn around and look good tonight against yeah. St.
1: Mary's. Also well, a practice I did, and I think, let me say this first, the practice I did go and watch was, Wednesday after the Bethesda game yeah, and it was an awful practice and Todd ripped into the guys because we scored 116 points yeah yeah well we gave up 80 to freaking Bethesda right so how about we lock it in and consider that a loss because when we played him last year we beat him by 60 right so and he ripped into the guys yeah and then obviously once again I didn't see I don't know even know if they practiced after Dixie State I'm assuming they're practicing in California right now but well they um, play today. Right. I guess I'm assuming they practiced.
0: That's why they left yesterday's Sunday. So you think they had a practice last night after the flight?
1: Probably not anything crazy. Like but they left they left early. early. Sure. They left like six AM. So anyway, yeah, probably just a walkthrough or, or anything. What I'm what I'm genuinely hoping is that we're probably not supposed to win this game. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's St. Right. Mary's. Right. There's this there's one is school. this yeah, this one is probably supposed to be a loss. So now I'm hoping that they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, we got to come out." Just the basic like an underdog story, I guess. Yeah. They're going to come out and actually try hard what and actually want to play. Exactly. And we're not going to be down 17 and a half. Yeah. Because we did make it a game, like you said. We pulled within 3 with like 4 minutes left. Yeah. And and couldn't finish because we were just down by too much and when you have Hunter Schofield on the other side, he's good enough to just get buckets. Anyway, I'm hoping that I'm, again, just agreeing with you. I'm yeah. hoping that we'll come out and we'll look good against St. Mary's. I'm not expecting us to win. But if we can be in the game with five minutes left, I I definitely think that's reasonable. Oh,
0: that's, that would be a huge positive. And another thing I want to touch on is uh, another glaring issue for this team is they they have not been able to score inside the three-point line. It seems like, you know, we're just letting the threes fly. Nobody's hitting except for Dre and when
1: we Moody's had a few but they kind of yeah, been but garbage, garbage time. time yeah
0: so I don't count those and then you know we need points and it's like John Knight starts from half court and just runs at the basket and puts up a layup other than that nobody else can score in the paint and it's, so that's kind of worrisome to me um it feels like you know two three zone defenses have really kicked our butts so far and it's I don't know. It just feels. It, weird. it has it feels been like it the most be frustrating weird. thing.
1: I love that you just said that because, like I was saying, I'm going to a bunch of practices, and they set, they have specific plays that get it to the high post yeah. and get low post touches, and then we come out and we see a two three zone, and all we want to do is swing it around right. until somebody wants to shoot it. Yeah, the, it's ridiculous. I,
0: I lost track of how many times I counted, like when they would even against Bethesda too. Yeah, they would. Yeah, no, that's it when it started and just swing around the, the three-point line, and it's like, okay, you take the shot, you take the shot, you take the shot, miss three-pointer. Yep. Unless yep. it was Dre. <laughs> but Unless like, it's Dre. So I think that's the last thing I want to touch up on is we need to see more dominance inside from Spurge or Malik or even if it takes moving Mays into five and sliding Harrison into the starting lineup. I don't care. I just want to see our center able to score.
1: Yeah. I it's mean, don't even get me started on <laughs> – how the minutes played out in that game, I just... Yeah. So, basically, that's that's
0: your, your keys to watch for tonight's game. Well, I guess by the time this is released, the game will already be over. But for the rest, you know, yeah, we better the freaking next win. couple of weeks, just, just see how creative Todd Simon can get with this offense. And, you know, he's got playmakers. We've talked about how deep the scoring is on this team. Todd Simon's a good coach. We know they're going to get it figured out. So, that's what we want to see. We want to see what it is that changes over
1: the next couple of weeks. It's got to be some, Yeah. It's got to be some, And it's, yeah. My, I guess my biggest hope is that by the time they get back to the America First Event Center on December 8th, I don't even recognize the team anymore. Yeah. Because I hated what I saw on the floor against Dixie. And it was everybody clear out, John Knight's going to run to the hoop as fast as he can and, and it, get fouled and then go 50% from the line. And then occasionally Tev would bring the ball up instead of John and chuck up threes. Yeah. And hope that Mays could get a rebound. It's I was I hated it. And the other thing that really ticked me off, and I don't have the exact statistics on this, but I know for a fact it was at least four separate inbounds plays that they that Dixie State got a bucket on. Four inbounds plays they scored on. Really? Those are supposed to be scouted. You're supposed to know exactly what play is coming. Yeah. They successfully got the exact shot they wanted on four different inbounds plays. And it was like that all night. Their set plays were getting layups all night long. Yeah. It was, I just, it was a killer. A lot of what Hunter Schofield did was incredible, but at the same time, it was really easy for him. He got touches really, really low in the paint. And as much as we want to bang on Spurge for not being able to get a stop, he freaking never even stood a chance because every time Schofield had the ball, He was under the rim already because of the actions that they were running. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to figure something out, and that that comes from practice, right? And figuring out in the game.
0: I guarantee Todd Simon did something over the weekend uh, to get on these guys. I mean, he's that type of coach, and that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. So.
1: Yeah, we should be we should be just fine.
0: So one thing that sucks is men's basketball does not return to Cedar City until December eighth. So far. But like you said, I guarantee. When they do return, it's going to be a completely different team from what we've seen. They've got a lot to go through over those next few weeks, and, uh, you know, for championship-caliber teams, adversity makes you better. So, I mean, I guess that's how we're really going to see how good these guys are. If they truly are contenders for the big sky and they want to make it to March Madness, then they're going to come home, they're going to come back, and they're going to look great. But if, if they're going to continue to slide, like I hate to say it, but – There are other really, really good teams in the big sky, so it's important for them, even more than the women, it's important for them to turn themselves around like right now. Right now, yeah. So big things to watch for, for men's and women's basketball. That's all for the Thundercast today. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll have new episodes
1: every Tuesday throughout the season. We're going to try and get a bunch of guests on this season as well. A lot of basketball players, women's basketball players. The whole works. We're working on getting more guests because – We know that's what you guys want to listen to instead of us idiots (laughs) talk about a bunch of stuff we don't know anything about.
0: That's all for today. Thanks for listening.